If you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. Moral to be drawn from this dangerous nightmare situation is a simple one. Don't let it happen. It depends on you. Hello and welcome back. We're here with our watchdog series. What are we covering today? Let's call this um this segment's gonna be Journa, so we're gonna do something that's more time based. So the stories that we cover oh, are just news popping up. Yeah. The other, uh, this is like, I guess it's a watchdogs topic, but specifically it's a journa topic. So journa means daily in Latin. I don't know. It's going with the Latin thing that we're trying to keep up that mm-hmm. motif. So let's talk about the story about USPS spying on Americans. This is five days ago. <laughs> I can't. Okay. I know this is supposed to be like a serious tech surveillance report, you know, th- thing that we're doing. But I can't help but think this is just really funny. You know, the, what is it? You said the most unreliable postage service? It's trying well, to spy on Americans. Let me, let me open up the article real quick. But I just can't, okay, while you do that, I can't imagine just like if the, putting these people in charge of doing it. And, and they're going through um, social media posts, which is funny. Okay, yeah. USPS admits to spying on American social media posts. It's we- okay. You know, USPS. No, no, no. You know what's funny though is when I first heard this, I, you know, you know, just me being you know cartoonishly naive. I'm like, oh yeah, I can, I can just picture them in their little stupid outfits. You know, just peering over the the walls and being like, where were you on January 6th? To the people, it was like, hey, um, can I get my mail? <laughs> it's like, what were you doing in Philadelphia? Um, getting hot dogs. It's it's Wrong. weird. Why would the U.S. Postal Service be spying on social media? But you know, this is it is surprising to hear this, but it's also not surprising because I think I sent it on the um on our on our group. But there is like sixteen people in the intel in the intelligence community that they um have like a network where they um uh they distribute info and intel to other agencies that where they have like uh overlapping goals or interests so yeah i can get that but like they deal with but i don't get why usps i mean <laughs> mail and packages what why, why would they go for yeah social media? you know you know what's funny too is um, i'm thinking about hey usps how about you focus on you know my stolen packages <laughs> instead of what's going on on social media how about you do that you know focus on my mail getting here on time yeah exactly <laughs> losing packages but it's like they have a horrible reputation already mm-hmm. exactly why would you even step into that space I, I don't get it i can imagine there's one of the usps workers and uh, his boss is saying you know hey you go through the um the social media posts it's like no i'm trying to send the mails the mails <laughs> what do you think who do you think we who now do you think we like, are okay but this makes me think they've been doing probably a, a whole bunch of other unrelated stuff and that's why their service is terrible right that's the reason why the packages never <laughs> come out on like time off doing these other just random ventures if anybody's wondering why your packages aren't being sent it's because you know randy you know he's sco- you know scurrying through your social media posts instead of doing the mail and his and his boss is like what are you doing mail who do you think we are <laughs> the mail the posted service it's like yeah no, yeah, we're just fine Americans. Get on this. Get on this, exactly. Get on, get on Facebook and Twitter. 
What about Gab? <laughs> <laughs> no one uses Gab. Oh, they'll be all over Gab. They're probably no, like... they, they will. <laughs> Anything that's alt tech, really. Because I think alt tech is synonymous with people who are extremists, which, you know, I've been on alt tech sites. It is true. But it's also. It's, yeah. but also it's on no t- more extremist than Twitter. Yeah, Twitter has a lot of extremist stuff, actually. People it, think that it's alt tech, but really it, it's just, also okay. Twitter. Gab and Twitter, and Twitter's way bigger. And, yeah, and I, it's more mixed. But like the extremes of Twitter are just as extreme oh, yeah. as the extremes on, let's say, Gab. If you don't believe me, just go on Twitter and then go through the, I don't know, the rabbit hole and you go on people's profiles. And some of them have like weird, like our uh, es- esoteric references to like German battles or um, cities, and um, other call themselves traditionalists. Some, some, something weird that's like very es- esoteric, and you'll see the the extremist rabbit hole. And that's on Twitter, so I guess that would be my rebuttal to people who think alt tech is, um, you know, super extremist. Yeah, I think more than anything, alt tech is just pr- trying to solve problem or come up with solutions to problems with big tech and if people don't know what all tech is it's stuff like gab um what is it bit pretty much any alternative to big tech so like alternatives to facebook alternatives to twitter instagram and we can talk about um all tech on a very specific um watchdogs episode where we can just kind of do something more um, i guess kind of like a documentary about them there's a few very interesting ones that i've come across documentaries no i mean as far as alt tech sites yeah and um it's really okay so the biggest defense for alt tech by the way before we we move on to the next topic is really alt tech is about autonomy it's about self-sufficiency it's about having being able to rely on, on you know have a platform without the um the man which is Big tech. I I, I know that that's kind of thrown around a lot, but so, I mean, Amazon Web Services. You know, they own like yeah. what is it, eighty percent of the um, servers. Yeah. If you, is it eighty? If you remember, it's some crazy number. I know I'm it's not, pretty high. Know, it is very high. And it's, it's the majority. Include, it is the majority, including our red red circle, our host. Yeah, they're serviced by Amazon, so. If if we ever become too controversial, the whole point of it is so we can spread our message and talk about and discuss things and critique things while maintaining digital technological self-sufficiency, meaning that we can go on another platform and we're not, nothing's going to happen, nothing crazy is going to happen, like they're going to shut down the servers like what they did with Parler. Yeah, and I was going to mention, if you guys think back to Parler, the reason they were able to be deplatformed was because they used Amazon Web Services. So they just cut them off. And then there was like this ho- these whole memes like, okay, why don't you just make your own internet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> Why don't you just make your own internet? They you start making your own internet. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right? Yeah. Why don't you just la- launch your own Starlink like Elon Musk? Pretty much. And then they do it and they're just like, okay, I no, hate that person now. Yeah, why exactly right. Elon Musk is so terrible. <laughs> okay, so um, moving on to the next topic. Uh, after this ridiculous story and i promise you know we're not trying to make this comedic but you can't help but laugh because usps spying on americans and um one final note is that it's crazy speaking of uh collaboration how do i say it um what is another word for this there's a very specific technological word for this but there's a kind of a what is the 
kind of a convergence be- and collaboration between these so many government agencies. It's not just like this is something you you would. I feel like I feel like you would hear China doing this. You know, having every level of of a society working together in order to. It's yeah. Know, this unofficial. I I I don't know the word. I know the word you're looking for, but I can't think of it either. But. Some yeah. sort of yeah convergence or collaborate. They're like working together behind the scenes, essentially. So yeah, because you have the FBI, for and then you have USPS. Then you also have well, if you're yeah government agencies, and I know they also compete with one another, but uh, who, who knows? I cannot say exactly how things are working within government. Uh, I can't so on, either. On big tech, you do see them working in lockstep. If one company, let's say, goes after. Uh, what was a recent case? But um, when Parler was taken down, that was was well, wasn't that in who, who went after them first? Ooh, I forgot. Oh, oh, it was uh, the App Store. The App Store. The App Store yeah. took them App off. App Store, then I think followed by Amazon Web Services. So it was like it was one after the other, just like domino of any uh, tech, like connected to big tech uh, company. Mm-hmm. Started to just separate themselves from uh, Parlor, like right after one after the other, and so they just lost any basis to keep running. By the way, we barely even use Parlor. We don't even. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't. Really we don't even <laughs> like it either. The whole point of it is just that it is concerning to see something being taken off, and that I, I've never heard of that happening actually, where you have an app being taken and lost, locked up like that, where you have. The app store taking them off. Then you have their servers being taken down, and you have you know all this going all out at once. I can't think of another. Maybe there is. There was oh, what else happened? A recent case. I can't think. But there's there's been cases of individuals. Let's say. oh individuals. Yeah, I mean even even on the individual probably, level, where like company after company will just stop. Providing them with services. Yeah, yeah, definitely people, and off. that's something we can talk about again on another another episode. But I know some in mind. I'm not going to name names, but they have been denied from Twitter. After Twitter, they have been denied from uh, payment services. Payment services, yeah. After the payment services, there. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and my by what I mean by payment services is like PayPal, PayPal and yeah. all these all those apps, and then actual banks real real physical banks and then even like people who have been banned from cities yeah <laughs> okay i'm gonna name his name out the guy from the Pr- proud boys right what's his name cuban guy oh uh, oh yeah Cu- he was afro cuban banned from dc how do you ban someone from a city in the u.s i mean this is a weird thing going on where you can ban people from payment services from banks from cities from the internet <laughs> uh, what's the, uh, Don't you just put him in jail? You'd serve your time, and that's the end of it. What if I lived in this city? You <laughs> can't live it, here anymore. This is the modern day dodge. You can never move here. It's modern day Diogenes. Remember, he got he gets exiled. <laughs> Pretty much, that's that's unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, next next story on Jurna. This is F- from Daily Mail. FBI combed through NSA's trove of Americans' communications without a warrant in its search for racially motivated violent extremists when it was already warned the practice was unconstitutional. So first, my, my only comment is that this is not surprising. The NSA is not going to stop. They have... No, they got a little taste. 
with the Patriot Act. Not just that, but also just, you know, have you heard, I think in the Citizen Four documentary, the one with Edward Snowden, if you go on, I think Citizen Four talked about their- Citizen Four. Yeah, Citizen Four. There was a, um, a giant server located in some strange area and um i don't know what state but it's in the u.s but it's huge i mean we're talking about terabytes of data terabytes of data that i mean even if you had you would have to use artificial intelligence to be able to analyze it you yeah obviously but it's just crazy how much data they have on people so they're not what are they going to do you know tear down all the servers or all these places not even servers but it's like a data hub it's, it's huge. Like they need, they needed to purchase a, a ton of land so, so they can have these huge uh, data process. Uh, I think there are data processing um, centers. There's an actual term for it, but I always forget. When did they open those? Oh, these were like quite a while ago. I think like ten. Like, so post nine eleven. Yeah. Was probably connected with the Patriot Act. Yeah. Exactly. So this is so. It's not surprising that the NSA is going to keep um, coming up on the radars, and um, that's why we're here, though. That's the reason why I see this as um, it's a constant battle. It's not going to be won right away. It has to be incremental. People will have to speak about it. They have to know about it. Um, but anyways, that's that's my one comment. But another comment I want I want to include is. Not only is the the methods methods aren't different, right? We know that's unconstitutional. We know that the NSA is doing is doing stuff that's illegal, and also I don't know. This is admissible in court. You can't use this evidence anyway. So what's the point? Yeah, it said without a warrant, and it's unconstitutional. So, but again, they, I think it's just the value in the data. Well, they can sell. You know what? That's the way if they want to keep. I don't know if the NSA is doing this, but could they sell the data? I know some some third party um, data brokers. What they do is they take personal data during um, the surveillance pandemic episode that we covered. We we found out that um, and when I was researching all this stuff is um, that there was people selling data to the police officers, to police precincts. I don't know personal data, so oh, they can just, yeah. so they can just use it for I don't know to better their investigations and whatnot so it, it is kind of a lockstep you have you know the feds working with local police working with you know companies all you know do you have there there's so much collaboration between agencies when something overlaps what's interesting is that it's it's like they're broadening their scope because now it's like they're going to be looking for racially what is it racial extremists I think that's really just because it's... it's Raci- no, r- they're <coughs> racially, racially motivated, motivated violent extremists. Yeah. I think it's because no one will be like, hey, don't." no one will defend those people. Exactly, exactly. It's definitely something that they're, they, their marketing team came up with a great way of making it seem like they're, um, they're unconstitutional practices or for a greater purpose. Because we're, you know... Yeah. Nowadays, anything they do with race or extremism of that sort it's uh, obviously no one's gonna be behind those people and for good reason no one wants to you know defend those people but at the same time i would argue they should yeah i mean that's that's something that's gonna (laughs) take us away from the scope of this conversation but there there are some people who do well the way no no well the way i see it is that 
And this is going to be taken out of context one day. <laughs> right? I can what? imagine in 10 years. Because at the it, wine jar if sentence. If there are such things as rights, you should. <laughs> no, no, no. He, exactly. And I think Count, uh, not Count Dankula. As much as people hate Count Dankula, um, he had one good um, kind of um, reason. To, uh, what he said, his reasoning was we should protect people even if they are you know, racists or extremists or because if it's done against them, kind of like this is what's going on right now, it'll be done against you. Yeah, like for example, which, when they when they banned... Um, well, it was already done again. It was, I mean, if you go to what NSA is doing, they already did it to everyone. Exactly. <laughs> then they kind of lost that. And now they're trying to creep back in. They're trying to creep <laughs> back in, but they know that people will be okay with this because it's against a group that people don't agree with. And that people hate this, is, and th- and it also doesn't help that these people are, um, the boogeyman of every media outlet. Don't get me wrong; I mean, I think these people are uh, not good people, but best believe they will branch out and they'll kind of gray the definition and yeah, that that's the problem there. too. Not only with they'll gray, gray out the definition because they're gonna be like, well, this was technically considered violence. Mm-hmm. This was technically considered um, racially motivated, so it's okay. Yeah, it, that's the th- that's the also also problem. I'm not trying to defend that, tr- trying to defend these people, right? I'm trying to defend anybody's rights because if they do it to the, it's kind of like when they do something to prisoners. It's like people like in China. That's that's what they do. In China, they say, okay, so, I mean. Organ, organ harvesting from prisoners I mean they're prisoners you know what's the problem right they're criminals they're bad people they're when you dehumanize somebody I mean you best believe that will eventually be used against your political enemies right so and here's the thing I, I was talking about some uh, this with some CCP bot on the online and he was saying what was he saying something about um he was justifying, oh, he was justifying why they put Xinjiang people into camps. If you don't know what's going on in Xinjiang, they're an uh, ethnic minority in China who are, um, they're Turkic people who are Muslim and they live in the Western area that's bordering Afghanistan and all those areas, uh, Central Asia. They're being put in re-education camps, quote-unquote re-education camps. But they're really, they're just, I mean, Use your imagination. What what happens in a re-education camp? And I'm telling you, it's not um, job fair training like some people online say. <laughs> some people want to justify it, right? Especially with the track record the CCP has. So the, he was justifying saying, well, a lot of those people, they're extremists. Right, right? But what is an extremist in China? An extremist in China, for example, would be somebody who you know speaks up against the government, right? Who maybe wanted to protest, or maybe somebody who wanted to create a group. You know, there's many. I mean, that's the. So you make a good point with them. Them graying the line, saying, "Well, these are extremists, right?" But what is your definition of, of extremist? And they say, "Violent extremists." They could. They could. I'm not saying that they. Like the wording is not objective or anything. But what I'm trying to say is that they will, like what you said. That they will try to, you know, gray it out as much as they can. They'll, they'll definitely blur the lines. They'll blur the lines, yeah. I mean, China does it. I mean, they do it 
I mean, certain groups do it here already. Yeah, exactly. Already with violence. <laughs> they just blur it. Okay. Silence is violence. Little things like this. And yeah, that is um, that is it for Jonah. That is it, it for the surveillance report. That uh, we have probably a lot more stuff coming up soon because that's the, like I said, this thing with surveillance is not. It's a never-ending battle. It's never ended. Never will. Freedom is not free. No, sir. <laughs>